Welcome to the Simple Christian, where I try to keep things simple and easy for you to understand. My name is Josue. I'll be your host. If this is your first time listening to me, thank you. If this is your eighth time listening to me or ninth, thank you. I appreciate you being loyal. You guys rock. By the way, today I'm going to talk about a conversation I had with a fellow um, friend, right? I think at this point I've spoken to him long enough where it's a friend. And he has what's called a unequally yoked relationship very common conversations i've had very common situations that happen non-believers or believers are together but what does the bible say about these situations so let's dig right in in second corinthians 6 14 and 18 it says do not be yoked together with unbelievers for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common or what fellowship can light have with darkness what harmony is there between Christ and Belial? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. And I will be a father to you, and you will be my son and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. And so here God is literally establishing a foundation that number one, he is our God, that he is the Lord. And number two is that he governs us. He is the one who oversees us and takes care of us like a shepherd and the sheep, right? Like our parents and the kids, the parents take care of the kids, constantly counting, making sure where are they, who are they hanging with and what's going on with them to make sure they're healthy good condition and they're sound and so i was speaking to a friend of mine and he was telling me how he's been chatting with this lady who's a non-believer at this moment i mean this was early on so i never really told him i was a christian and i take these opportunities of not telling someone i'm a christian seriously why do you ask well because as great opportunities to propose certain questions about their faith when questions are at my disposal and so we were on our break and i went and asked him if you know if he was a believer of, of this person named jesus and i said it i phrase it in that way so he can kind of feel or kind of see that i'm probably not a believer and then i asked him about you know this person he was talking about and and said it's this person a believer and he said, yes, I think, I don't know. And then he came and finally told me, no, she's not a believer, but she's a really nice person, which is usually the justification, right, to being with someone. Sometimes as you get older, what was it? Your, your standards aren't as high as when you're younger, right? When you're younger, you tend to have a, a bigger checklist. But as you get older, you kind of start thinking that the finish line is getting near. And then if you're still single, you tend to compromise and say, well, maybe they don't have to check all 20. They can check 18, maybe 15, maybe 10. And then at the end, it's like, I don't even care if they believe or not. I just care they love me. And that ought never to be the situation. That should never be the reason why we do things because we compromise. The word of God is the word of God before, today, and after. And so that never changes. And so our standards for people ought to never change, especially if they're a believer of Christ, right? I mean, praying and meditating and going to church and, 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 and traveling the world. Only to depart at the end and know that this one person's in heaven, the other one's in hell. That isn't the most 
joyful type of ending. I mean, it's not the kind of movie I would like to watch, especially if that's the ending. I would be more sad than anything else. And so, as I proposed these questions to him, I asked him, does the Bible say that someone can be good and go to heaven? And he wasn't really sure about the question. Like, he wasn't sure how to answer this question. Now, keep in mind, this is the person that everyone was calling, I want to say called John the Baptist, but at work, everyone has nicknames, and this guy was given a biblical nickname, I guess because he may have had a conversation and he brought in the topic of, of Christianity, and so people assumed that he knew a lot. Can this cause a problem? Absolutely. When we give someone credentials or some sort of respect on a topic they don't know, they can spread a lot of lies, even if it's genuine lies, right? Like, not <laughs> I don't even know that's even true, a genuine lie. I'll give an example. There was another guy who told me that you can be a Christian and practice chakra and, and Reiki and all types of Mideastern necromancer. Like, no, you can't. You just can't do that. You, you clearly haven't read Deuteronomy 18. Deuteronomy 18 tells us to avoid those things where those are an abomination to the Lord. But again, these are people who give them this type of respect. And as Christians, we need to maintain ourselves firmly in God's word, not in our opinions. The moment you start quoting yourself, you've just put God's word in submission to your thoughts and opinions. So it ought to be the other way around. We are to read God's word and God's word ought to, should be. Our final authority, not my opinion, not your opinion, not the president's opinion. It should be what does the Bible say. After furthering a conversation with him, I um, kind of dismissed myself, right? Kind of changed topic. I didn't want to get too touchy about it. And so I waited till the next day and I told him while we were on break that, that I was a Christian. And that the questions that I've asked him were to see that if if he studied them, studied to show proof, if he studied to be able to answer certain questions and he looked at me so shocked right it's like i pulled the carpet underneath him he looked at me so shocked and my intent wasn't to try to embarrass him or anything one number one i give you guys is this you you never know who you're talking to you never know who you're about to preach to who you're about to share the gospel to or who's about to ask you a question and so scripture tells us to be prepared. First Peter says we are to be prepared to answer a question for the hope that is in us. Be prepared. Don't rely on some sort of Google on the you know, Google on the go to ask certain questions. Don't rely on certain apps or people like your saviors because they're not. The Bible says we are to study. And so when questions come and questions arrive, we are to respond to these questions. And so I told him, you didn't share the gospel to me yesterday when I made the opportunity available to you to share the gospel to me. If I was a non-believer, that was a perfect time. And he clearly told me he was, he didn't know how to respond. He didn't know how to go about that. And so I said, that's fine. As long as you admit that you didn't know but that you're willing to go back into scripture and read. I asked him, was his last time he read his Bible? He said it was a long time, but he, he prays. I'm not taking anything away from a person who prays, but I will say this. 
Who are you praying to? It's really hard to understand or to know who you're praying to if you're not reading the word that describes the person you're you're praying to. You know, it's like, how do you get to know God if you don't even read the Bible? Now, there's a lot of things that you can know, like natural theology, things of nature, that you can learn about God, the trees and creativity, the universe, the massiveness, the skies, the heavens, his glory. It's a lot of things you can learn just through nature. But as far as the Savior, at this very moment, he, he is to be known either through visions and dreams or ultimately through scripture, through the Bible, through the written word of God that he's given to us. Now understand that I wasn't trying to make him feel bad. Psalms 119.105 says, Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. If his word is a lamp to my feet, but I'm not reading his word, then my lamp that the word is to provide, I, I don't have it. I'm, I'm walking in darkness. I don't have it. And a light on my path. It's a, a man in darkness trying to get out of darkness, but he doesn't have a lamp because he does not. he's not reading his word. It's like a never-ending cycle of trying to get out of darkness, but you're still in darkness because you have no lamp, because you have no scripture, because you have no word, because you're not reading. And you can't, you're not going to read if you don't make time, and if you don't make no time, you can't, you can't try to learn about God. I believe Hebrews 4.12 says that, um, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitude of the heart. I believe the moment that I told him I'm a Christian, I think that's exactly what he felt. He felt this striking in the soul. That in the midst of that conversation, he almost felt exposed. Convicted. A sense of repentance should have just spilled out. That he was probably feeling saddened that something like that would have ever happened to him. I mean, how many people does this happen to? <laughs> Not many people. A lot of the times, most people you meet, they know you. They know who you are, right? Or most people are not going to do something like this because... They don't know what the outcome may be. And and I understand some, some outcomes are a bit more difficult than others. For all I know, he could have just got up, yelled, and, and, and called me X, Y, and Z. Right? But that didn't happen. You know, being with someone who's an unbeliever, it's one of the most toughest wrestling matches you'll get yourself into. As a Christian, you have no business being with someone who does not believe in God. You have no business being with someone who's not in the very same foundation you're in. And sometimes they can even get into denominations, right? If you're Pentecostal and you're charismatic, you don't want to date someone who's Methodist. They're a lot more subdued. They're a lot more calm, cool, and collective, right? If you're talking about prosperity preaching or you're talking about you don't want to have a conversation with a Baptist, you're going to have a long conversation, right? You're listening to Creflo Dollars? Stop. You're not getting anywhere. Actually, you should check your theology out the door. Salt water and fresh water have nothing in common. Don't put yourself in that situation. And so I leave you guys with that. 
I understand it was pretty short. I am also getting a new microphone. I've been struggling with the microphone that I have now, trying to understand the buttons and the, and the gizmos and gadgets in it, the tweaking of the buttons and whatnot. But I'll be getting a new mic, so hopefully that would do me more justice. In the meantime, thank you guys for listening. And let's finish off with a prayer. Father God, thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to just reach out to the public who is listening. Thank you for just allowing me to use this beautiful, built, crafted uh, machinery, Lord, that you've given us wisdom to create, to just reach out to everyone who's listening to us, from Connecticut down to Florida, down to Wallingford, and, and, and all across the world. I just pray that those who are listening to this, Lord, will be faithful when I compromise that we'll stay true to scripture Lord and find the person who follows Christ the last thing you want is someone to pull you away from Christ but someone who wants to run faster and further with you in Christ and be in his arms and worship you with in, in your household and, 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 and pray together and, and attend church together and do things together for the Lord not be separated not to have arguments for none of that is fruitful. So I pray all this in the holy and righteous name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you everyone who's listening to this. If you can, if you'd like to at least uh, help me with the uh, subscription, you can go right ahead and subscribe. If you also like to share this, like, and uh, if you also like to support my channel, you can go right ahead. I think I have a cash app. I'll put that in the description below. And you can also just uh, follow me on Instagram at Josue, J-O-S-U-E underscore poetry. Thank you guys and have a blessed day.